everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Today, we have the Chief Innovation Officer at Azure, Ravi Samavedam. How are you today? Good, Jared. How are you? Terrific. I'm excited to have you here. I think we should dive right in. Tell the audience a little bit about your background. Sure. So um, I'm a biochemical engineer by education. I have about 23 years of experience in the industry, mostly working with um, biotech products, manufacturing related activities, quality validation. And since I've joined Azure, I've done a lot of consulting work as well with Azure. And, and talk us through, uh, I mean, I'm sure many, many people have already heard of Azure, but give us an overview. Let's assume that there's some people that haven't uh, of where the company is at today. Sure. So Azure is a service provider to the biosciences, life sciences industries, biotech, pharma, med device companies. We have four service areas. Um, the first one is consulting. We have 13 offices nationwide. We provide a lot of professional staffing services, whether it be you know high-end consulting, quality regulatory support, or facility startup, commissioning, qualification, validation type of work. That's our biggest division. Our second biggest is our clean rooms on demand division, which is growing uh, very fast. We have six locations, uh, four that are fully operational and two that are coming online in the next 12 months. And I'm going to talk a little bit about that uh, uh, in detail about that in, you know, in, a, in the next few minutes. And then last but not least, we have our lab services and training services divisions, uh, both of which, again, are all focused towards GMP manufacturing. So whether it be raw material testing, intermediate or final product testing, our Azure labs have six locations nationwide that can provide those sort of testing services. And our training center is a new offering out of North Carolina that provides GMP training services for startups as well as commercial companies. Staying on the lab piece for a second, you know, can you talk us through some of the benefits to licensing lab space to, to biotech and pharma companies? Sure. So when you say lab, right, there's a distinction between just testing labs, which we have uh, through Azure Labs. But I think the labs that you're referring to is the clean rooms that we provide through our clean rooms on demand business. So, uh, you know, those spaces are amenable to preclinical activities, research development activities, but more, but more importantly, they're amenable to actual manufacturing for clinical and commercial operations. Now, the clear advantages to that is the speed at which you can get up and running in these spaces. You know, in order to get to GMP manufacturing, especially for the first time, it takes a pretty huge ask, not only just to create that space infrastructure, but also the personnel, the support quality management systems, the electronic systems that are required. All that takes 18 to 24 months to develop from scratch. Compare that to our model, we have these existing infrastructure GMP buildings that people can come and occupy to make manufacturing happen in a matter of months, more so than in years. So speed, I guess, is the biggest value proposition uh, in our clean rooms on demand model. And with, with these clean rooms, how can they be configured to a specific client's needs? Sure. So yeah, our typical client comes in, uses our facilities for a year or two years, and they typically manufacture clinical products. They do some development work as well. Now, these clean room facilities are made of modular panel-based clean rooms that are very flexible. You can easily change the configuration. So each, each client that comes in may have a, a different set of requirement in terms of just the space, but also the wraparound services that we provide are very flexible. So if a company is just starting off and they need support services in a variety of areas, 
you know, for example, materials management, quality management, document management, you know, electronic uh, systems management. We have the whole nine yards to support all of those activities. In contrast, we may have a client that needs only one or two of those services. So in that way, this model is very flexible as well, both in terms of the actual physical space, but also the support services that we offer. And when, when you talk about your offerings that are helping to take that GMP burden off of clients, talk us through how the offerings that you have today are doing that. Sure. Our typical client comes in with a handful of manufacturing operators, some support staff, all related to the manufacturing and the quality of the process and the product. Everything else is supported by the Azure personnel on site at that facility. So that includes the facility itself. So the clean rooms, any storage areas, any warehouses, any testing areas, all of those are you know, operationalized, qualified, and routinely monitored and maintained by the Azure staff. That's where we take the GMP burden off of our clients from all of those support areas that we provide as a service. So the clients focus on the science, the manufacturing, the process activities within the clean rooms, and we provide all the support services to make sure the GMP compliance of that envelope is maintained. So thereby we reduce that burden of having our clients have to manage all those operations, but also having to hire and train those staff as well. You, you were talking a little bit about differentiators at the beginning of the conversation, but as it relates to uh, you know, a CDMO, which many people are familiar with, right? How are you different from a CDMO? Sure. Yeah, obviously, the CDMO uh, you know, manufactures product for their clients, which we do not do. So that's the biggest difference. So our model really works well for companies who want to internalize manufacturing, but maybe want to conserve the capital of having to go build their own facility. The other differences between a CDMO and our model is that our model is very flexible. So clients come in for a year or two years, they can make as many batches as they want, as opposed to a CDMO model where you have to reserve space and have manufacturing schedule slots available for them to actually be able to avail that slot for that CDMO to make that product for them. So in our model, theoretically, in a year, our clients can make you know maybe a dozen batches, right? You know. Maybe, maybe one batch every month, but in, whereas in a CDM model, CDMO model, they have to have 12 batches worth of scheduling slots available. So in that way, there's a lot of flexibility, a lot more control in our model as opposed to a CDMO model. Now, having said that, we do have clients that are CDMOs. You know, they may have their own infrastructure, but having the flexibility and having the overflow capacity in our facilities allows them to serve additional clients, make additional batches that they're not able to make in their own facilities. And we we look at across the US, right, in these major biotech hubs, there there's a lab space shortage. So, I mean, you you already kind of touched upon it, right, in in your previous responses, but I guess uh, just more directly, how how are you helping in terms of alleviating that lab space shortage in these major biotech hubs across the US? Sure. So all of our current clean rooms on demand facilities are located in those hotbeds that you're talking about, you know, the Boston area, San Francisco, San Diego, North Carolina. So we'll continue to expand in those areas, but also go to the secondary hotbeds as well. You know, Pennsylvania, Washington, DC, Maryland, Texas, Colorado, and there's a handful of others. But in addition to just the ge- geographic locations, we're also trying to cover a variety of services 
that is suited to the biggest innovators in the biotech field, the cell and gene therapy. So all of our facilities are really amenable to those sort of modalities. And we did it on purpose because we wanted to focus on the areas where we are seeing the most innovation, the most amount of funding. So cell and gene therapy or advanced therapies are the modalities that we are trying to go after in terms of really accelerating those therapies from clinic all the way to commercial. And when you when you think through the the future of the company, you know, what does that look like, including new facilities? Give our audience, you know, what you can tell us today in terms of what's next. Sure. You know, in addition to the six uh, facilities, you know, four of which are operational, we do have a pretty large number of hotbeds that we need to cover within the U.S. But we also potentially have this opportunity that we can take ex-U.S. to Europe, maybe to Asia. So those are also some things that we have talked about. But in the immediate future, we do have a lot of spaces in the U.S. that we need to fill. So that's our focus. But also the breadth of service offerings that we currently have. There are some you know, gaps in our service offerings when it comes to providing you know, one-stop shop to startups to sell in gene therapy. So we plan to kind of fill those gaps as well. You know, add more to our cell and gene therapy testing portfolio, add more to our offerings in terms of that high-end regulatory and quality support, have more partnerships with CDMOs to provide another option to clients that may not be able to make product on their own. So things of that nature. Uh, so yeah, a lot of exciting developments in the future. And what what excites, I mean, there's a lot there, right? But what excites you the most out of those developments that are on the horizon? You know, the whole concept of being able to provide startup companies that are doing such innovative work, especially in cell and gene therapy, giving them an option that is really a game changer in terms of speed, right? That's what excites me the most, excites our employees the most. Because at the end of the day, if you can allow therapies to get from preclinical to clinical and then eventually commercial much faster, you've potentially helped a huge population get to that therapy much faster, right? So how exciting is that? So I think that is the biggest thing for me. How many centers can we create to really accelerate, you know, uh, therapies, as many therapies as possible? So, you know, that that's kind of uh, the, the, the alarm uh, for me in the morning that, that I don't have to set, you know, and that allows me to wake up and go to work. Well, I love that. And and part of the reason I do these videos is so I can see that smile that you had right there and our audience can see that as well, because that's that's where the true passion is when you start smiling and, and getting excited about these things. So uh, I, I really want to thank you again so much for, for coming on the Bio Breakthroughs podcast. Hopefully we can have you come on again in the near future and we can also talk through some hot takes and what's happening in the industry, but really appreciate you joining us here today. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks a lot for the opportunity, Jared.